Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Lauren Schles, who is an occupational therapist in New York City. She is also a teacher of the Alexander Technique, and we're going to talk today about how the Alexander Technique can be a useful thing for occupational therapists to study and perhaps incorporate in their work. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. I wonder if you could begin by just providing our listeners with a very short description or definition of the Alexander Technique. Sure. The Alexander Technique is learning about your unconscious habits of how you move and hold yourself and use your body, uh, particularly your habit of employing excessive muscle tension to do everyday things. And then when you become aware of your unconscious habits, you're then able to replace those habits with better choices about how you use yourself and then you can restore your coordination that maybe has become um, distorted or impaired over the years. Mm -hmm. And could you also just say a word or two about your the kind of occupational therapy that you do and what your what your qualifications are beyond I believe you have a, a specialty qualification in OT? Well, um, the bulk of my practice is working with children in sensory integration, um, but before I did that, I actually worked with adults for 10 years, and I still do work with adults. An occupational therapist is somebody who um, takes a look at who you are, what your life is, and all the things that you have to do in order to um, fulfill all of your roles and responsibilities and then if illness or injury comes along and disrupts your ability to do that how can I help you either get back to where you were before or find other things that will do that will uh, give you pleasure or make you feel useful so you get specific training in in that that task that you just outlined right Right. We work in all different settings with all different kinds of populations. You know, um, sensory integration is even a, a subspecialty within pediatrics. Mm -hmm. There are pediatric OTs that work with children with cerebral palsy, for example, or mm -hmm. children who have orthopedic injuries or are chronically ill or in hospital settings. There's OTs who specialize uh, in working with people who have chronic pain or have strokes or hip replacements or hand injuries or head injuries. It's a huge broad field. So how, what, what advantages uh, would there be to an occupational therapist to uh, learn something of the Alexander Technique? Well, you know, for me, um, before I took Alexander lessons, I really was in pain a lot of the time, and I was kind of grumpy as a result. And it really affected my ability to do my job. And after I started taking lessons and I became more aware of how uncomfortable I was in my body and then um, being able to let some of that go, it really improved my ability to be an effective therapist. That was the first thing. But the other thing is that it's a 
it can be a highly, highly physical job. And especially like when I was working in head injury and in ortho neuro rehab, I was lifting patients all day. And, um, you know, every time I touched a patient was another opportunity to hurt myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So one of the things that one could learn from some Alexander technique lessons would be how to do an activity like lifting or moving somebody in a way that doesn't harm you, the therapist. Would that oh, be a fair, a fair assumption? Right. And, like, yeah. for instance, when I, when I was working with patients in their beds, I would um, be very hunched over. I would be bending at the waist a lot. And I would come home every day with a terrible backache. Mm -hmm. After I started taking lessons, I started, um, instead of bending over at the waist and hunching over in my spine, I would use my legs instead to bend over, mm -hmm. and my back stopped hurting. Mm -hmm. And do, do you think it's the case that uh, a significant number of OTs are in pain or have injuries uh, related to their work? You know, I don't... Because I haven't worked in a rehab setting for such a long time, I'm not sure the answer, but I do know I, I, the last staff job I had at a big hospital, there were constantly people on the disabled list. Mm -hmm. they'd, be, they'd be hurting themselves in one way or another, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just as um, kind of for self-protection purposes, it sounds like some the kind of uh, ability that you get when you when you take some Alexander lessons could be very valuable for for OTs. Yeah, you know what that just made made me think of when I was a brand new OT, um I went to another facility to watch the therapists at work and there was a a physical therapist who was in her 60s and this was long before I even knew what the Alexander technique was but I remember telling her I'm watching how you move because you're in your 60s so obviously you've you know this is a, a young person's profession but if you're in your 60s and you're still doing this full-time you must know how to do it in a way that doesn't hurt yourself so I'm 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 watching you mm-hmm and this this is long before I even knew what Alexander was. And how, how, did, you, uh, how did you encounter the Alexander technique? And can you I say was, a word about that? Sure. Um, I was working at um, a hospital in Austin, Texas called St. David's, and they had a really famous pain management clinic there. And I was hired to work in the outpatient facility, and they had wonderful continuing education there. They always had other practitioners coming in and talking to us about how they did things and giving us ideas. And one day, one of the physical therapists came in with Debbie Kaplan's wonderful book, Back Trouble. And I looked it over and immediately went to the bookstore and bought myself a copy and read it. And I just thought, I don't know what this is, but I have to learn, I have to learn more about it. I just thought it was fascinating. And we should say here that Debbie Kaplan uh, was a, a very well-known Alexander Technique teacher in New York City and also a physical therapist. And her book combines, uh, I guess you could say, insights from both physical therapy and the Alexander Technique. 
Right. It's a brilliant book. It's a wonderful book. Yes, I would recommend it to. I think it would be a great book for OTs to read. It was a great book for me to read, for sure. And um, after I started taking lessons and people would comment on my beautiful body mechanics or my my improved posture, I would always go out and buy them a copy of Debbie's book. Uh uh (laughs) So at some point, you... uh, I, I, I assume you started by taking lessons with a teacher. I did. I was I was traveling around the country taking different um, jobs in different areas. And my next job after the one in Texas was in Boston, and I took um, a weekend class with Marie Stroud, mm-hmm. um, who was teaching through the Cambridge Adult School, mm-hmm. and the minute she put her hands on me, I was transformed. And we should say that, that when you say put your, her hands on you, that part of Alexander teaching involves a combination of verbal instruction and very gentle hands-on. Hands, hands are used for, to gently guide a student, to give them a suggestion of movement. Right. If there's any OTs or PTs listening to the podcast, uh, it's it's a form of NDT. What you know, NDT is uh, guiding the move, guiding the movement of uh, someone who has an abnormal movement pattern because of cerebral palsy or a stroke or some kind of neurological insert, uh, insult, and an NDT practitioner will guide the body using a normal movement pattern, and it's it's very much like that. And we should say here that pretty much, I'm guessing that pretty much everything we say about OTs would apply to PTs as well. Absolutely. Because they have a lot of the same demands placed on them in terms of lifting patients and, and so on. So you, at some point, you obviously decided to train to become an Alexander teacher, and we should say that's usually a three-year training program. Um, and what, how did that play out in terms of your OT work? Well, um, the school, I went to the American Center for the Alexander Technique in Manhattan, and um, my school day was 9 to 12, Monday to Friday. And so um, I had to find something to do that was um, in the afternoons. So that's actually when I became a pediatric OT because I would see children after school. Mm-hmm. Um, when it, but before I did that, I was actually working for a hand therapist in Manhattan. Um, and I was a little too overeager to educate my patients about why they were getting their repetitive strain injuries, and she let me go. <laughs> <laughs> she got so sick of me trying to convince people to you know, go to Alexander, get some postural help, you know, please don't sit like that. You're killing your neck. She couldn't bear it, so she she fired me. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, and so um, is there anything else you'd like to say to OTs and possibly PTs listening to this that might encourage them to at least take a few lessons from a teacher or if there's a class being offered in your area, uh, learning a bit about the Alexander Technique? Well, the first thing is um, if you are engaged in heavy physical labor all day, which you are if you're working in orthopedics and you're 
lifting patients, transferring patients all day long, you're going to learn how to use your body in a way that will protect you and will help you prevent yourself from getting injured. That's the first thing. The second thing is what happened for me is that because my own posture and the way that I used myself habitually was so bad, um, I really just didn't feel good in my body a lot of the time and I didn't have a whole lot of energy. And one of the reasons why I didn't have a whole lot of energy was because I was using my big muscles to hold myself up instead of my postural muscles. I was overworking my, my, my muscles all the time. And so once I let that go and my muscles didn't have so much work to do when I was holding myself up, all of a sudden I had tons and tons and tons of, of energy that I had never experienced before which then made my whole workday a lot more pleasant. And I noticed that I had much more energy to play with the children that I was treating than colleagues that were 10, 15, 20, 30 years younger than I was. Mm -hmm. And I can still, I'm in my 50s, but I can still get down on the floor and play with the children. And, you know, like I'll get down on a scooter board and play hockey with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the energy to do that, and it's it's a pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that your Alexander training also um, affects how you contact your patients when you're when you are lifting or moving a patient. I'm guessing that uh, from the patient's point of view, the quality of your touch is going to be a lot more pleasant. Oh, you know, isn't that interesting? I remember once um, one of my patients telling me how much she hated her home health aide because this woman had very violent hands. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, I've had people tell me over and over, why is it when you work on me, you don't hurt me? Mm -hmm. You know, whereas the other therapists always cause me pain. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you know, um, when, you're, when, you're, when you're touching a patient with a knowing hand, mm -hmm. um, it's a whole different experience for the patient. And we should say, uh, just to reiterate, to, to become an Alexander teacher is a pretty long process, three years. And a lot of that is uh, about learning how to use your hands in a way that is going to be effective in helping your students in the case of a teacher, but of course that applies just as much to any any physical contact you make with your hands. When you touch somebody, information about your nervous system is being conveyed to them, and if your nervous system is in better shape, they're going to get something a lot more pleasant than if you're stiff or if you're holding yourself rigidly or misusing yourself in some way. So that that certainly seems like a big benefit from the point of view of an OT, OT's patient or a, a PT's patient. Oh, absolutely. And, I, you know, just as an aside, pretty much everything we're talking about here could apply to any kind of body worker, certainly massage therapists, um, often are in pain and um, can learn how to 
use their bodies more efficiently when giving a massage and learn and uh, learn how to get better results with less work, less physical work on their part. So it's a pretty general thing. Um, is there anything else that you'd want to say specifically to OTs before we, we come to an end? If you're an occupational therapist and you're specializing in um, pain management and ergonomics, it's really important to know how critical someone's posture is in order to, um, to change their repetitive strain problems. Pretty much 100% of repetitive strain injuries are posture and use related. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you're, you know, working on changing the person's work habits or you're really good with your hands the way that I always was, you know, like I could work on somebody and take their pain away, but I couldn't teach them how to keep it away. Mm-hmm. So if you're really interested in, in helping someone learn how to take care of themselves, this is, this is really the way to do it. Yes, absolutely. So why don't we end on, on that note? Um, my, my guest today has been Lauren Schles, who is an occupational therapist and an Alexander Technique teacher in New York City. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me.